Hallelujah. I wish I could sing. Hallelujah. 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 What else can we say but praise the Lord? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for another opportunity to gather in the name of Jesus. Lord, to be in this place with your people called by your name. Lord, hallelujah. Lord, be blessed. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, there may be some challenges that we're experiencing in this room. Lord, we know brothers and sisters who are being challenged right now. Whether it be across the sea, whether it be right here, whether it be something major or something simple you're with them so we thank you Lord even in the midst of challenges you're with them so I pray for strength Lord I pray that you would strengthen them with the with your might that they might be comforted that they may experience joy even in the middle of challenges Lord I lift up to you those who will call this body home that are being plagued with sicknesses and viruses and I lift up Sister Maria right to you now Lord please touch her in her physical body touch her as she's calling on your name as she's glorifying you even in the middle of this virus Lord I thank you for the twins and I thank you Lord for for everything that you've called them to be Father I don't know what their future looks like but you hold the future in the palm of their hands Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would strengthen them, that you would cause them to have health. But, Lord, I pray most importantly that you would spiritually bless them. Lord, I pray for the young people in this room right now. Father, that they would be so serious about their relationship with you that this isn't just another thing to fill in the time or this isn't something that just becomes what they do. But, Father, let this be part of who they are. Father, be involved with every aspect of their life. Father, for us older ones who maybe have taken some things for granted. Maybe we think we've arrived. And Father, maybe we've just been so beat up about the head and shoulders that we just figure we're going to just hang out until you come and call us home. Father, please cause a fresh anointing, a fresh spirit, a new revival Lord, that we may walk, Father, with a new pep in our step, spiritual pep in our step, that we would have that calling that you've called us with renewed in our lives. Father, strengthen us with the power of your might that we may be everything that you've called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen Amen. and amen. You may be seated. Well, like Terry said, I hope uh, many of you, all of you, will stay. My brothers and sisters, we're going to begin today in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1. 1 Corinthians 1. Hallelujah. And Giovanni wants to help me preach. See, he's already a preacher. How about that? If the Lord tarries, I pray that he will be a preacher, a teacher. Amen? If the Lord tarries, 
all of you young folks, that's what you need to be looking at. What does Christ have in your future? Amen? Hallelujah. Verse 10 of chapter 1. Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you, but that you may be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, you know, we've talked about this many times, and, and you didn't even hear it in this church. I mean, you've heard this all over, so on and so forth, but we've talked about it so much. In fact, we have uh, part of our, our ministry, Unity, which Terry and Jody head up for us, which we'll be getting back after the first of the year. I mean, that's, that's all part of this same spirit. But my brothers and sisters, in its proper, uh, I don't know, in its proper attitude here, we know that the apostle is speaking specifically because he's speaking to the church and he's saying to the church, these people in this culture, in this church culture, there's divisions among you. There shouldn't be any divisions among you. You should be speaking the same thing. My brothers and sisters, Perfectly joined together. Do you see that? Number one, you all speak the same thing, but no divisions. But I, I, should, have, I should have highlighted that. Perfectly joined together. See, my brothers and sisters, together. We, we, we need to be together. The Lord accomplishes things together. My brothers and sisters, when we're together, the, we're, we're less susceptible to the enemy's schemes and plans. Amen. When we're together, there's strength. Amen? So now, I'm going to jump ahead, or backwards as it were. I'm going back to, to Genesis. Genesis, chapter 10, beginning in verse 8. Cush begot Nimrod. Now this is speaking of Nimrod. He began to be a mighty one on the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Therefore, it is said, like Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord, and the beginning of his kingdom was Babel, Erech, Akkad, and Kalneh in the land of Shinar. I want to just go real quick to the, uh, the first verse in chapter 11, and then we'll go back there, but I just want to show you real quick. Now, all the whole earth had one language, one speech, and it came to pass as they journeyed from east that they found a plain in the land of where? Shinar, and they dwelt there. So my brothers and sisters, I'm going to go back now to, to, to that verse 8 in chapter 10. Cush begotten him right. He began to be a mighty one on the earth. Now, maybe some of you already know this. You've studied this out. But in studying this out, when this, when this speaks to he began to be a mighty one on the earth, this, it, you know, he's, he's making some political, he's, making some, he's, he's, he's moving up in ranks as it relates to everyone who is actually existing on the earth. He's becoming, he's taking on this kind of leadership role. He was probably strong, I'm guessing he was probably a big guy, probably you know, rugged, ruggedly handsome like me. I mean, something like that, you know what I mean? Stop laughing. Ruggedly handsome, something, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, when I think about this, I think about, uh, he, looked, he probably looked the part and he had the attitude. Amen? So I think about when Israel was crying out for a king. God said, okay, I'm going to give them what they want. And what he did was he gave them Saul, a man who was taller than everybody else in Israel. He looked the part. He gave them what they wanted. So when I see this scripture and he became a mighty, mighty on the earth, look at what it says in verse 9. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Therefore it said, like Nimrod, 
the mighty hunter before the Lord, and the beginning of his kingdom was... So, so he's, already, he's taking charge. He's this guy that probably looks apart, but here's something. Now, when it says that he was a mighty hunter right there, you really got to study this out. And when I study this out a little bit, and I'm not going to say that I'm a theological expert here, but that's not speaking that he was able to hunt wild game or anything. That means he was somebody who was treacherous. He was somebody who preyed upon others. My brothers and sisters, he's making a move. He has this instinct, this attitude. He looks the part. He is the part. He feels the part. And he's used by the enemy. Now we'll go to, back to chapter 11. Now the whole earth had one language and one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar and they dwelt there. Then they said to one another, come let us uh, make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had brick for stone and they had asphalt for mortar and they said, come let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves lest we be scattered abroad all over the face of the earth. Look at verse 5 with me. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, Indeed, the people are one, and they have one language, and this is what they begin to do. Now, nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Leave that up there if you would, please, Kason. My brothers and sisters, look. I'm looking at this language. I see the language where we started in in, um, Corinthians. But now look at this language. This language... And I'm, th- I'm get- it's probably under the leadership now of Nimrod. Nimrod is a leader. He's got everybody talking the same talk. He's got them all together. And so I want to draw your attention again. So now it says, nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. My brothers and sisters, does this mean, is God saying, okay, I better do something because if I don't do it now, I can't stop them later? Nope. Of course not. I, I better do something now because whatever they imagine, it's like the name it and claim it. If they believe it hard enough, they click their heels, there's no place like home, it's going to be done. No, that's not what that language is saying. See, Nimrod, that name also means one who rebels. If you look at the derivatives and all of the different, if you study that out, he was one who rebelled. My brothers and sisters, this was a man who was determined to the spirit of Antichrist all over him. Remember, he's not far from Noah. Noah, when Noah, that 120 years that Noah was building that ark, remember, his sons were there with him. They heard him preach the gospel. They heard him preach. He wasn't preaching of Jesus. He was preaching and teaching about God, wasn't he? It does say, no, we know that. How do we know that? We're smart. No, it says it in the Bible. He was a preacher of righteousness. It says that about Noah, doesn't it? Somebody help me out, otherwise it's going to be a long day. My brothers and sisters, we know that. So as he's preaching, he who Noah, his sons are hearing him. His sons know that the only reason why my father, who's otherwise a crazy lunatic, is building this ark with no water in sight, he must be hearing something. And my goodness gracious, then when the earth opened up and started pouring water out of it, and all of a sudden that whole earth was, he wasn't a lunatic anymore, was he? And now, not only that, my brothers and sisters, but now his sons know. He's hearing from God. Yes. When he got off the boat, remember in that message, uh, uh, 
incense, what do you smell like to God? Remember that message? And remember, when Noah got off that boat, he made a, a burnt offering. He took some clean animals and he made it a burnt offering and it was a sweet aroma to the Lord. Do you all remember that? Okay, my brothers and sisters, look, his sons were there when that happened. They were there. And they knew exactly why he did it and he knew that they, they, my brothers and sisters, there was no, let me just say it this way. That's the only language in There is no reason that we should ever think that there were any doubts in any of those three sons' minds who really was the cause of all of that, who really God was. Amen? There is no doubt that they knew that their father was hearing from God. And there is a God. And God did these mighty, powerful, awesome things, destroying every living thing on the earth except whatever made it into that ark. So now, just a couple of generations away, you have this person, Nimrod. I'm changing every... Forget that. It, come on. Forget that. See, my brothers and sisters, he was influenced by the prince and the power of the air. I'm going to build... I'm going to reach up there. We don't need that God of Noah. We got this. Sound familiar? But but look, could you put that back up for me, Casey? Look again. Now, nothing that they uh, propose to do will be withheld from them. Do you know what that means? There is no restraint. They have no restraint. They're going to do whatever. Do, Do you understand that? There's no conscience. There's, there's no thought of God. There's, no, there's nothing. There's no throttle. There's no governor. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Whatever they want to do, they'll do. See, that's what this is all about. It's not, you know, they're, not, they're going to do something. Whatever they have in their mind, I'm not going to be able to come against it. No, what he's saying is, whatever they have in their mind, they're going to do it because there's no conscience. There's, not, nothing, to, there's nothing to restrict them. There's nothing that gives them a, a second thought. Is this the right thing? Are you following me? Man, I want to tell you something. Michelle caught me at a weak moment last night. Let's, i got to go shopping. After working in that yard all day, I was dead. I was, t- man, I'm tired. I don't want to do it, but you know what? I'm going to do it. Why? She's my life, wife. I love her. And she wants to do it, and I'm going to do it. So I went there. However, like so many people... When she goes into the store, I assume the position. Go ahead, honey. I'll break right here. Don't you laugh at me because some of you men in here, you do it yourself. And I'm going to tell you something else. I wasn't alone when I was doing it. Right? But here's the thing. When I sat there, I had the occasion to watch. And i got to be honest with you, man. I'm not sitting there and, and just picking out, oh, look at that. No, but man, I want to tell you something. There were people that walked by me, and I'm going to be honest with you, and I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not trying to be facetious at all. I'm not trying to be a wise guy. I couldn't tell you if they were male or female. I've seen, I've seen uh, same sexes walking down there all proud and, and holding hands. You know, and I've seen... And now, what is it with you young women and my granddaughter... I'm sorry. My, my young granddaughters and my granddaughter... Mitch, you better watch them. I'm telling you. They were wearing as little as they could possibly wear. 
as little as they could possibly wear. And then some of them, they had it all on, but it was so skin tight, nothing to the imagination whatsoever. Now listen, I know that I'm an old-fashioned white guy preacher. Uh, you know, I'm not, Come on! Put that back up, Casey. Nothing is withheld. Nothing. Why? Because old-timey preachers stop being old-timey preachers. That's why. Instead, we got to get our tattoos, our piercings, and all this other stuff. And come on, man! It, you know that, oh, man. I better slow this thing down. Come on, my brothers and sisters. This is what we have going on right now. Right now. Hallelujah. So, what did God do? God, what did, how, how did He stop it? Listen, he got, he got them not speaking the same thing. They couldn't communicate the same things anymore. So, you know, there's a group of people that are speaking, let's just say for the sake of discussion here, that are speaking Italian. And there's another group over here that are speaking Hebrew. All of a sudden, what? What are they saying? I don't know. I don't know. What, what are they saying? Well, let, you know, and they start splitting up. Yep. Right? That's how God stopped it. Guess what? It's happening now. The, the enemy of our... And God's not doing it. The enemy did. Verse 7. I'm going to just read it just so that you know it's not me making it up. In verse 7 of chapter 11. Come, let us go down there and confuse their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from all over the face of the earth and they ceased building the city. Therefore, its, it's name is Babel because of the different language, babbling language. Okay, are you there? All right. And all of the earth... Now, all of the people of the earth now spoke different languages. There were different language groups. Amen? You got that? So now, the enemy learned something, I think. Because look at what he did in the church. And listen, it didn't happen in the 20th, the 19th, the 18th century church. It happened in the 1st century church. Amen? How do I know that? I'm smart. No, we just read it. At the church of Corinth, he's saying there should be no divisions among you. You all should speak the same thing. You should be joined, perfectly joined. Didn't he say that? Didn't we just read that a moment ago? Okay, but the enemy of your soul and mine knows what to do. Let's divide them and it'll, it'll weaken them. And, and he did it then. Look at I, and I jotted down just as quickly as I, I can remember some things. What about the Nimrods? There have been several Nimrods, minor and major, but some major Nimrods. How about Muhammad? I'll, I'm liable to get flagged for this. Major Nimrod. Major! When he could not, when he preached this demonic gospel and he wasn't getting um, converts quick enough, he started killing people. And when the other thing is what they would do, they go into different countries. Now, some of you, you may not look it up. Don't take my word for it. I hope you read your history. But make sure you check your sources. Amen. They also go into countries like they're doing now and they start multiplying. Come on. So my brothers and sisters, this is how it, this is how it goes. That's that Nimrod. And so now you have the Nimrod of, of Muhammad. You have the Nimrod of... Um, Marx. Marx. Major Nimrod. Marx was a Satanist. Read his writings. And look at how the earth right now, look at the, look at the socioeconomic, the, 
the governance that's going on, the different philosophies in government, it's all going toward one thing, and that is this socialist communist movement which was ad adopted and wholeheartedly pushed by Marx and then all of his followers. Now see, again, remember last week, political or spiritual? Spiritual. Spiritual. It's all spiritual. So on the one hand, we're being divided as a people. All of the Western culture, all of the Judeo-Christian cultures, or all of the cultures that are based on Judeo-Christianity have to be divided. Have to Come on. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. Again, political or spiritual? Spiritual. Okay, so everybody's divided. We start dividing, and then we're weak, and now, we're, now Nimrod has his way. And so look, because we're afraid to tell the truth, and we've been made afraid to tell the truth for so long, I can't go to the mall, and I, sometimes I feel like I should be doing this. Come on. Guys, let, let's be... Listen, I would be lying to you if I said I didn't notice that stuff. I, I notice it. I'm, I'm still... Uh, you know what I mean? Come on. Now, listen, come on. But my brothers and sisters, look, there's no restraint. Well, what do you want, Tony? You want women to wear dresses down to their ankles? Do you want, just cover it up. Uh, you know, come on. And, and, then, and then I'll tell you something else. When I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm seriously, I'm sitting there, and you see these people going, the language. Oh, my gosh. I used to, I, I, didn't, I wasn't born saved. Let me just say it that way. I wasn't born saved, and I grew up on construction sites with my dad and everything, and he wasn't saved at the time. So I'm used to all of that language. But even then, I didn't bring it to the house. Even then, I wouldn't say it in front of women. I watched what I said in front of women. Even then, oh, you were so much better then. No, but I'm just saying the culture was different then. Now, there's women walking by and the language, uh, oh my gosh, it would, make, uh, it would make a construction worker blush. You've got to be kidding. And there's, they don't care, there's kids all around. So what happens? What happens is, my brothers and sisters, nothing is withheld. There's no restraint. The church failed because we got scared. How about a Nimrod, another one? Hitler. Hitler. His whole, his whole thing was to get rid of all of the, 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 I don't know, what he called the, you know, underclass races, you know, he, he had this master race theory, as you know, and eugenics was huge. But let me just say something to you. Hitler wasn't the only one. There were eugenists in this country as well. Amen? So, my brothers and sisters, it, it's, you have this, always, you have this thing, this specter. Nimrod is, a, but, but now, it's amazing because like I said, the, the enemy has changed it. He shifted it. So now that, you know, the Christians are more separated. Look at all the denominations that we have. You know? And look at, look at what happens too. You have this one, uh, the Baptocostal new um, methodology for churches. And those are the churches that are growing. I'm not going to name names. I don't want to offend anybody. But those are the only churches that are growing. Those churches that concentrate on the lights. You've heard me say it dozens of times. The lights, camera, action, the show, and all this other stuff. So those are the only churches that are full and growing and all this other stuff. But they're afraid to tackle the hard issues. Yes. They will not talk about the LBGTQ plus, plus, minus, this. 
They won't talk about the. They won't talk about sin. They won't talk about these things. Why? Why? Well, see and, and see. Look, they could mount up and they could they could you know build the churches and build the bigger ones and and, and do all this stuff. And but my brothers and sisters, that's all well and good. But I want to know how many people in the congregation are actually born again, new creatures. Come on, living a life that's totally separate. See, so now watch. Uh, you've heard me say this again dozens of times, but this is where we are. I have to. My brothers and sisters, we were, we were saved not to live the same life we lived before. We were saved. We were called out. Come out from among them. Be you holy. Be you separate, right? And so if I have to go ahead and look like them to get them in here, then uh, what, what, how am I going to change them? And see, here's the, here's the problem. I, I can't change them. It's got to be a God thing. So if I'm the one that's leading and I'm the one that's the prophet, I'm, 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 I'm operating in the gift of prophecy, but I look the same, I talk the same, I act the same, I do the, but I just have you know, maybe a couple of scriptures to back it up. I've got to be honest with you. I, just, we, I see this stuff happening and I'm thinking to myself, am I crazy? Am I the only one that sees this? And I know I'm not. I know that you see it too. And so it's the, it's the Tower of Babel all over again. It's Nimrod all over again. This, listen, Satan has to have a body to work in or work with. Yes. He's gathering people and gathering strength. Nimrod. Some of the, there's, there's nothing that's being withheld anymore. But there's still a little bit too many of you around. See, my brothers and sisters, again, I'm just full of something. But again, in Thessalonians, it says that the enemy of our soul, all of the Nimrods, all of those who have the spirit of Antichrist, all of those who are his tools right now, they can't have full and free reign until the church is out of here. That's what it says. Isn't that what it says in Thessalonians? It absolutely does. But my brothers and sisters... That should say something to you and to I. When we're together, we're saying the same thing. Where you, we're perfectly joined. Man, that means your kids, my kids, we have a fighting chance. Amen? Amen. Thank you. We have a fighting chance. And if it's not for anything else but that, is it worth it? Absolutely. Absolutely. My brothers and sisters, listen, this is not about me. It's not about you as an individual. This is about us. This is about we. Amen? Why? Because we're his body. So actually it's about him. Amen? Okay. So, so now, now the thing is, Nimrod, back then, there were uh, you know, probably a limited number of people in the world as it relates to you know, sheer numbers and getting the message out. But now you have a total globe. So now Nimrod has great tools to work with. Right? All the media, news, movies, television, um, Educational systems. Educa- I mean, come on. It, it's so evident. This, this thing that happened in Israel and that we keep seeing these protests and all these things going on, that's proof. That's evidence. Evidence of what? How Nimrod was able to preach his message, change things, and turn it against God. So now you have these groups that are gathered and they're not for God. In fact, they're for the enemy. Amen? Uh, social media, social networks. I, I'm telling you, my brothers and my sisters, if I, I'm, I'm part, 
partly relieved, but partly not. Man, I, I got to be honest with you. If you're not limiting your young people with their phones and with their... I'm telling you, please. I'm begging you. My kids, please. Your, my grandkids, please. Please. I'm telling you, that is bad stuff that's going on right there. It is bad stuff. And look, they're already, they're, they've told you and the word is out. It's been happening for a long time. But they are actually working with mind control. Mitch, say amen. He's an expert. That's his field. They are actually working with mind control, doing things and setting up and looking at patterns and then changing and tweaking so that you think differently. They're hurting our young people. That's why we can't, That's why the young people will go mostly where they're getting entertained. Or where, but man, somebody needs to tell them the truth. Amen. That's why you know, a young person will get out there and march and say, from the river to the sea, they don't know what river and they don't know what sea. Amen. I'm not being funny. Why? That's the thing to do. No restraint. No guidance. No checks. No balances. Listen, my brothers and sisters, no wise counsel at all. None. Just the wisdom of the world. Hey, Merry Christmas. But so now we're going to go back to uh, 1 Corinthians. It gets better. <laughs> we're going back to 1 Corinthians. Now remember where we were. Now I plead with you, brethren, verse 10, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you perfect, be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. I want to read to you something from Ecclesiastes. Hang with me, okay? And, and I know some of you already know what I'm going to say. In Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 and 10, here's, here's what it says, or through 12, I should say. Two are better than one, because they have good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Do you see what the Holy Spirit is saying through Solomon there? You're more powerful, you're more strong together. Isn't that what the Apostle Paul is saying? You should be joined perfectly. There should be no divisions among you. Amen? Amen? So look, it, it, so that means um, when you go home today, you don't go home and you say, well, you know, Pastor Tony's a nice guy, but I think he's, you know, I think he missed it over here. If you feel that way, great. But don't say it in front of your kids just yet. Make sure you've studied it out. And why am I saying that? Because I want your kids to like Pastor Tony? No. Because I want them to understand that there has to be unity in the church. And if you do have a problem, and do you understand? See, I, did I suddenly get off target? No. If, if, if my brothers and sisters, if you're going to a church, hopefully this one, if you're watching, if you're going to a church and the truth is being preached, and you know, hallelujah, praise the Lord. If you have questions, listen, make sure you study it out and don't start talking about different groups of people in front of your young people so that they could see that there are divisions or you're making a division, you're giving them excuse and place. My brothers and sisters, we've done that too much. We've done it too long. You know, I can stand here, and you can too, just as easily as I can. And we could criticize, you know, other denominations and other uh, preachers and teachers and all this. And I will tell you that I, you know, I get angry in my heart at these false teachers, 
But I'm not going to stand here and tell you that the, the guy that's pre my, my pastor friend that's of this denomination or that denomination, well, he's leading all of his congregants to hell. I'm not going to say that. I'm not saying that at all. If he's preaching he, out of this book and he's not saying, he or she is not saying anything that's contrary to these words, then God is going to be the after one that's, that, listen, that does the production, that, that changes the soul on the inside. Because no matter what I say, it's the Holy Spirit that's going to have to have his effect on you, not me. Amen? And so it's the same way with these other churches. Now, I will say that there are denominations and other things that they just totally get it wrong. I, 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 I just have to say it. And if someone in here came to me and it was one of the persons that's sitting in my congregation and said to me, hey, uh, what about this? And it has to do with a certain denomination. I'm going to have to tell you, you know, this is what the Bible says. I'm not going to say, oh, stay away from them. They're going to take you out. I'm going to say, okay, here's what the Bible says. You, you decide. Here's what, here's what the Scripture says. Here's what they say. Here's what the Scripture says. Amen? Amen? Oh, and, that's, and that's all that I can... But it's, God didn't appoint me to go out there and start plastering and, and pointing fingers at these other denominations that I don't think theologically are totally sound. That's, that's not my place. Maybe he's picked somebody else to do that, but, but that's not my place. My place is to give you, offer you sound doctrine. My place is to preach and teach out of this Word what the Lord has pro, uh, taught me. Amen? And what the Holy Spirit is leading and guiding me. So, so watch. I am not going to call... Man, I have worshipped with um, denominational uh, preachers and teachers. The, one of the best churches I've ever been to in North Carolina, uh, Pastor Loran. That is technically a church of God. But he didn't preach like a church of God and he didn't promote church of God. Everything that he ever said that while I was sitting there was, was coming out of here and that was good enough for me. I didn't care that they had a denominational bent. When I first moved down here and I couldn't find a church, I shared this with many of you, I don't agree with the Baptist theology. I don't. But I, me, and I had a great relationship, be good friends with a Baptist preacher who just got his, his um, pastorate here in town. We had a mutual friend. The friend says to me, hey, go and visit this guy. I mean, you're going to like him, blah, blah, blah. I told him, hey, my friend's name was John. John, I'm not even a Baptist. He said, that's okay. Just go and visit with him. I ended up teaching in his church. And he ended up telling me, like, when he couldn't make it on Wednesdays, Tony, can you fill in for me? I didn't preach to break them up. I taught and preached what was, I was given the subject matter to preach on. And when it came to the Holy Spirit, I told them the truth. Amen. I had spies in there when I told them. And I got rebuked by the pastor's father. However, me and, the, and that pastor right now is preaching in a non-denominational church. Amen. That pastor, when he was under the gun by all his deacons, the Lord laid upon me. I love the man. That, the Lord laid something on my heart. I went to him and said, Pastor, I, I got a word from the Lord for you. I, and, and I thought he was going to say, who the heck are you there? No, he said, come on. And so I, I, I said, this is what the Lord would have me to say to you. And he said, I received that. He said, kid, let's pray. I get choked up thinking about it now. So my brothers and sisters, there is unity in the church. We should have unity in the church. We're one, and when we're one, we're stronger. We're stronger. We get in competition. I don't understand that. To God be the glory. Amen? If the, if the church down the street is growing and they're preaching the truth, hallelujah. I've got friends.
friends who pastor small churches, medium churches, and large churches. The, the one friend that I have who I could say is honestly a, a pretty good, a dear brother has a big church and they're expanding. Awesome. I've known him now for a long time and I know that you know he's the real deal. When he preaches, he's preaching sincerity. He's preaching what he believes versus putting on a show to grow a church. Come on. So I'm going to go back now to 1 Corinthians, now in verse 11. For it has been declared to me concerning you, my brethren, by those of Chloe's household, that there are contentions among you. Now I say this, that each of you says, I'm of Paul, or I'm of Apollos, I'm of Cephas, I'm of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, lest anyone should say that I had baptized in my own name. Yes, I also baptized the household of Stephanas. Besides, I do not know whether I had baptized anybody else. Now look at verse 17 with me. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. Let me take this apart for you a little bit. He sent me to preach the gospel. Right? Watch. Not with wisdom of words. You know, I, I know that I'm not the most eloquent speaker. I know that, you know, although I look pretty good, I don't always... I'm just teasing. I'm just making sure you're still listening. And some of you ain't listening. You didn't even look up or smile. Thank you, Luke. Luke just smiled. Thank you, Luke. My, 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 do you understand what I'm trying to say? Listen, so yes, I, I do pl- extend some humor. I do you know, try to get you, I, I, you know, I want to make sure that you're listening, paying attention. I don't want it, you to be totally bored and go to sleep and miss the good stuff. Amen. And this is good stuff. Don't, don't go to sleep now, I'm telling you. See, he's saying I didn't have to use fancy words or anything. I just preached the, the gospel of Christ. Because listen, there's nothing else that changes you. So if I'm using magical words, if I'm trying to entice you with words and get you emotionally charged, and then at the end of the day, you really didn't receive the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, you're not saved. See, I can make it sound good. I could try to go ahead and slip you a little bit of sugar with a little bit of the harsh stuff, but you know, I say it just right and, and I make you laugh at the right times and I'm you know, cutting back flips and making the faces. And, and, but then it, what it all boils down to, my brothers and sisters, is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Did you receive Jesus? Do you understand what the cross of Christ means? Amen? Hallelujah. And it's not, you heard me say this dozens of times, but someone new is watching, I know it. Some, listen, it doesn't mean you went down to the altar and you prayed a prayer, I give, would Jesus come into my life? No, it means Jesus, my life is ending today. Now I'm living a new life with you. I'm giving you my life, amen? amen. Hallelujah. 18. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the, of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. To save those who? Believe. Who believe. Who believe what? The cross of Christ, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, my brothers and sisters. To see what he's saying, and now we can look and say, well, it doesn't look like you know all of the wise people. They don't seem like they're defeated. Oh, they still have to deal with Jesus. They still have, and you know what? They're still trying. You see some of these uh, 
Secrets of the Bible, uh, some of these shows that they're, they're trying to, to get you to believe that, you know, this is man, they tweaked it, they did this. My brother and sister is still trying to discredit this. If this is no big deal, then leave it alone. But they can't leave it alone. Why? You know why? Because you exist. Because you're walking New Testaments and Old Testaments. That's why. And as long as we exist, my brothers and sisters, they're still going to try to defame this. If not to take you down, it's to take our younger people down. Oh, that's an old man's religion. Oh, that's a white people's religion. Oh, that, oh people that, that. No, come on. You've heard it all. But they still have to deal with it. They still. Why? Why? Because it confounds the wise. They're, they're, as wise as they think they are, they can't change anything about this. They can't make you and me stop believing. And by the way, there's still an empty tomb that they can't explain. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. See, that's the thing. It, it's, it, it looks like the message of the cross is losing, but it's not losing. It's winning. And because my brothers and sisters, and the proof of that is they're pulling out all the stops. But I know, hey, I'll tell you something else. You know how I know it's not winning? You. You. There were testimonies in here a couple weeks ago, right? You have to, everybody in here, I think, everybody in here has a true, a, a true testimony. Uh, and, and listen, an actual experience with the living God, I think. Certainly people watching. My brothers and sisters, I know. And here's the other thing. Do you know that right now, I, I think I've said this to you, but you can check it out. The fastest growing church in the world right now is in Iran. Iran! Christian, Christian church, excuse me. I thought that was assumed, but... <laughs> There's only one church. Jesus, amen. So my brothers and sisters, could you believe that? And, and, and listen, and no matter what China does, they're arresting pastors now. In Canada, arresting pastors. No matter what, the, the, listen, you guys, you, what happened in Israel, unbelievable, horrible. But I'm telling you, the most discriminated against, the most prosecuted religion on the face of the earth right now is not Judaism. Christianity. Amen. See, we don't hear about all of the things, all of the Christian girls in Africa that are being kidnapped. But it's happening. My brothers and sisters, if, if it's nothing to it, then leave us alone. You're so smart, you got a better way, go have your way. Leave us alone. Can't. And my brothers and sisters, as time gets closer and closer to him splitting the sky, we got to be, remember, a three-cord rope is not easily broken. Amen. Amen? We need each other. Because it's going to get hot and hot and hot. We need each other. Amen? Amen? We have testimonies. We have these churches growing. So, man. But now look. Okay, so now here's Paul's taking it back. Look at verse 22 with me. For the Jews request a sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom. The Jews seek a sign. The Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews as a stumbling block, to the Greeks' foolishness. But to those who call, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Let me pause there. Did you see that? So watch. Again, no matter how wise you think you are, no matter how scientific you are, no matter what you know, you know no matter how, you know, what your IQ is or whatever else it is, you cannot explain the cross of Christ and the resurrection of Christ. You can't explain it. Except what it says here. Amen? And so, 
you can't give a scientific reason. You, you can't explain that, that how one man would do all of that and how time has changed, how he's affected the culture of the world. Listen, as much as Islam is a false religion, that is a religion that was raised up specifically to take down, to be an antichrist. Specifically. Uh, see, you're quiet. Come on. Specifically. So, so, so no matter how scientific you are, no matter what you think you know, no matter how wise you think you are, explain that. If, if Christianity is nothing, if it's just a... Why? Hallelujah. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than man. We, as, I've been studying, and, and I'm not a theologian in, by any stretch, I've been studying for a long time, and many of you in this room have been studying for a long time. But isn't it, isn't it amazing how we can continue to study and get deeper understanding and deeper knowledge? Isn't that amazing? That, that we won't know, but we've got to continue. See, that's the thing. We have to continue to go after that depth. We have to continue. And then, and then together, we're helping each other along. You know, we're, we're, we're asking each other questions, or we're learning from each other. Amen? It's, 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 it's just amazing. The unity. We have to be together. In the, see, well, I want to go back. Thank you for leaving that up there. The Jews request a sign. The Greeks seek after wisdom. We still have that. We still have that to a degree. Uh, let me ask you something. Or, or, you know, what was it, or what do you think, would make the change for some people? Do they have to see something? You know, it, it, you, come on. Or there has to be something that absolutely, with their own mind, it makes sense. You have to be able to say, one plus one equals two. It has to be that succinct. It has to make that kind of sense. Because I'll be honest with you, one man dying for the sins of the whole world does not make sense. I'll, I'll tell you something else. One man going into a grave, right, and then coming out the third day, the same body because it was marked and scarred, and then, listen, raising into heaven, that doesn't make sense. How can, how can I ever compute that? Okay, uh, your, what, atoms, neutrons, protons, electrons, how does that work? Anybody? How do we, how do, we do that? One plus one equals two here. How, how does that work? Oh, in, in fact, wait a minute, let me, let me backtrack. Because now the wisdom of the wise says one plus one doesn't equal two anymore. One plus one equals, what do you think it is? That's how wise we are. The wisdom is of the world now says that you know, regardless of what genitalia you're born with, you get to pick what you want to be. That's the wisdom of the wise. Come on! Hallelujah. The Jews request a sign. The Greeks seek after wisdom. Do you know when Jesus was challenged, what did he say? This is, what, this is what's so important. This gospel, in this gospel, there is wisdom that can't be understood by a human being. There is, it can only be understood by the help of Holy Spirit, by his word and Holy Spirit. Amen? But listen, remember the religious guys of Jesus' day, the Pharisees and the scribes. Okay, give, show us a sign. And he said, look, there's not going to be any sign given to you except that of the prophet Jonah, who spent three days in the whale's belly. Come on, or the fish's belly. Are you there? Yeah. Didn't he say that? Yeah. What did he do? He fulfilled that. He fulfilled that. That's the sign. That's the most powerful sign I'm going to give you. That's what's going to happen. Amen. Amen. And see, it's not just, I'm going to do this, this thing. No, because here's the thing. They already knew it was already said that that was going to happen. 
Hallelujah. And they still didn't believe it. I think about the Apostle Paul on Mars Hill. And he sees all of these monuments, all of these idols. And he sees that one that's dedicated to the unknown God. I think of myself, I would have been, I went to New Orleans one time, a long time ago. I couldn't wait to get out of there. I'm just telling you. I, I felt the oppression of the devil. So I can imagine that when you know, Paul is there and he's in this, and he's all these idols. Man, for me, I would have felt the weight and the energy of the, the demonic, I guess. But that's why he's Paul and I'm Tony. But here's the thing. What is, he sees that and wisdom from God. He doesn't say, unless you get rid of all of these idols, you're all going to burn in hell. Wisdom from God. He says, I see that you're a religious or a superstitious, a superstitious people. And in the middle of all of this, I see that this, there's this, 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 to this uh, monument to the unknown God. I'm going to tell you about Him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Wisdom and power. And He gives them the gospel message. Amen. And people believed Him. Amen. Not all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jews request a sign. Greeks seek after wisdom. The gospel provides both. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ provides all of it. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So then, the question. What are you seeking? What are you seeking? See, my brothers and sisters, if... uh, if you're already settled in what you think you believe and all that stuff, that's awesome. I, I, if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, he, He's the Lord of your life. Okay, but there still needs to be roar. You can't be um, static. There's no such thing as static. You know that. And I think many of you are in this room because you're not static. You're here at this church because God has motivated you for whatever reason. And I see so many of you that you, know, you show up on, um, when we're doing special things as it relates to feeding the hungry, uh, thank God. And when we have some special, when we come together as a group, awesome, awesome stuff. Yeah, and, and listen, you may not be able to make it all the time, but you should come sometimes. You should come sometimes. Why? Because your family doing it. We're doing it together, amen? And we're doing it for God, amen? But see, and you're not doing that because you're static or you think you're earning chits with God. If you do, then you've got to know that you're doing it for the wrong reasons. So my brothers and sisters, but here's the thing. You know, maybe you feel like, you know what, I, 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 I've been a Christian X amount of years. You know, I've been through this thing. I've done that. I've done, you know, Teen Challenge. I've, I've served in the church as this. I've done that. And I'm even doing some stuff in the church now or blah, blah, whatever it is, wherever church you're going to or not going to because you're watching me online. But anyway, regardless of all of that, regardless of all of that, you know, we can't settle in. We, we can't just settle into this spot. And, and you know, many of us have so many different things going on in our lives. And we let those things be the things that dictate where we're moving or how far we're moving or what we're doing with God. Isn't that right? To a great degree? So what are you seeking? What, what are you seeking? See, here's the other thing. When you're young, like the young people that I've got back here, you know, young people may be watching and listening, man, you've got so many things ahead of you. I know that um, you know, Bella has some plans. I know Addie, I'm not sure about Zach. Dom, yeah, Dom thinks he's going to be the next Joe Montana. This, this is all good, Right? But my brothers and sisters, yeah, you should have a goal and you should be able to be working towards something. Addison is studying. She wants to be a veterinarian or a vegetarian. I don't know which one. But anyway, but, but any, my brothers and sisters, look, it's not wrong to have those goals, but my brothers and sisters, first thing, when you decided what that goal was, did you seek Christ? 
Did you see Christ? Is that the plan that Christ has for your life? The other thing, while you're working on that goal, do you set aside Christ for now and I'm going to go after this and once I get there, then it doesn't work that way. See, my brothers and sisters, and I'm afraid, and so now I'm not picking on the young people. Please believe me, hear me. No, us older people have the same. But more, I got to be honest with you, I think for, older, for some of us older people who have been in the Word for a long time, I think we get to the point where we think, well, you know, yeah, I'm still reading, I'm still studying a little bit, but I'm, you know, I'm at a good place. And, and listen, hear what I'm saying to you. I'm not saying that you, you or me or we, we think that we're perfect. No, but we're not, there's no urgency. See, what do we really see? Where's the urgency? Where's this? We've got to seek this. And watch. I'm seeking. I'm doing everything I can. And I preach and, and teach with this intensity. Why? Because of you. Yeah, but know what? For real? What, what do you think? Because I say it almost every week. For your kids. For the younger people. For those of you, if the Lord does tarry and Tony goes home to be with Jesus and you still have to occupy, man, I, wanna, I want you to be ready for what's going to happen. And it's not going to happen because I said so. It's going to happen because it says so here. And here, you know what else? Because we already see it happening. So my brothers and sisters, yeah, we can't stay static. We've got to be seeking after something. Uh, so I, and see, I'll tell you, when I was getting dressed, putting on my jacket this morning, I flipped and I made a mistake. Flipped on Christian TV. And the, there's a, a big ministry, famous... And what they're saying is, and this is what really struck me, what they're saying is, which is not a terrible message, except this is a ministry saying this. Don't be afraid to go after your dreams. Go after your dreams and go after your, you know, what you desire. These, these dreams, these goals, these things, these things that you aspire to. Don't be afraid to go after them and all this. Yeah. And then they're saying this, that God is going to help you achieve that. So you invite God in to help you fulfill what you dreamed. No, that's backwards. See, my brothers and sisters, and that's, that's almost the same thing as um, oh, uh, oh, the prosperity gospel, another false gospel where it's, you know, you, know you, ha- you have your heart set on something and you invite God because you have faith in God and you, you, know, you, you get God to move on it for you. By your faith, you're going to get that. You're going to name it because, you know, by faith, you're going to have it because God has promised you all the blessings of Abraham. and blah. Really, so that means everywhere you stepped your foot, it became yours. I'm glad you didn't come in my house. You ain't getting it. Do you, you understand what that... See, my, so let's, let's... Well, no, no, no. Let's be serious. So if that is the doctrine or the, the, that's the message that's being taught, if that's what's being preached, then make sure that we understand what he did say to Abraham. Does it say in the Bible, the blessings of Abraham are ours? Yeah, but you, got, you better know what he's talking about. Spiritually. Spiritual. It's spiritual. But we're so fixated. So that's what I'm saying. What are we seeking? Are we, seek, are we seeking spiritual? Are we, speak, are we seeking material? Are we seeking status? Stature? What is it that we're seeking? Because I'm going to tell you. Here, here's, here's the next question. You can leave that up there. What do you exemplify? If, you know what that means? What, you know, what, is your, what is your life? What do you example of? What is your life an example of? What do you exemplify? Come on. Wait a minute. What do you exemplify? See, because I'm going to tell you, they're interrelated. What you're seeking, if it's not Christ, you can't be an example of Christ. I'm just saying. I didn't make that up. That's true. 
It's where your mind is, where your heart is. That's what's going to happen in your life. Amen. So, my brothers and sisters, what are you seeking? The Bible's talked a lot about this wisdom and the signs, the power, the powerful signs and the wisdom. Amen? So many of you have seen these cards, and I still see it. It says, wise men still seek Him, right? Wise people seek Christ. People who want power seek Christ. People, listen, people who want to make a difference seek Christ. People who want to help people seek Christ. Right? My brothers and sisters, in Christ, all that we are, all that He has intended for us, that's where it is. Seek Christ. Amen? Well, Tony, I'm already a Christian. Keep seeking Him. Just keep seeking Him. Keep fo- See, my brothers and sisters, when Jesus, Jesus talked about His disciples following Him, where is He? Here. Here. Right? Hallelujah. In the meantime, Nimrod is doing everything he can to help you to seek something else. Not just to help you, but to really, really scientifically change your mind about what it is that you should be seeking. Amen? So what are you seeking? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all of these things will be added to you. Everything you need will be taken care of. Amen? Amen. Stand with me, please. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to tell you that... I'm blessed. I, I needed that. I needed that. So God has blessed me. And I hope it's meant something to you all. But now here. Here's what the Bible tells you and I. That in Him, we do have blessing. He is the God who heals. He's, he is wisdom. He does, listen, He has given us power to tread on serpents. He has given us authority over the evil in this day. All of that is ours in Him. So I'm not going to seek it outside of Him. And so right now, as we're standing in prayer, I want to ask anybody who's in this room, or maybe you're watching or listening, if you're not sure where you stand with God, if you're not sure if Jesus truly is the Lord and Savior of life, you could be sure this morning. Let me repeat the gospel. The gospel is that men are lost. They were born lost and were born in sin. God loves us so that He took a body Himself and paid the requirement for our sin. That all we should do is believe everything that He told us in Christ Jesus and follow Jesus. Give up our life to follow Him. Amen? And if that's you this morning, all you have to do is, Jesus, Jesus, I believe what you did for me on that cross. I know that I'm a sinner in need of the sacrifice that you've made. 
And so now I ask, Lord, to allow me to give my life back to you that I may be your disciple. In your name, Jesus. If that's you in this room or watching, man, read the Bible. Read the Gospel of John. Whether you've read it 10 times, 15 times, 20 times, read the Gospel of John now that you're born again. Hallelujah. Amen? All right. But now for those of us who have been in the Word for a long time, those of us who know that we're saved, we're born again, you know what? <clears throat> Maybe this message was specifically for you. You're not here on an accident. So maybe that you need to understand or you need to ask yourself. You need to do some introspection. And you need to say, what really am I seeking? <clears throat> and how has that played out in my life? What, what, am, what, am, I exemplary, what, what am I an example of? Is, is, is the seeking of Christ evident in my life? If you're not sure, hallelujah. Now is the time. Lift it up to Him. Lord, I may have stumbled. I may have failed. I may have lost concentration. I may have been distracted. But in this moment, Lord, I want to get focused back. I want to continue to seek after you. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not looking for you to do a miracle, Lord, but if you want to, amen. 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 So as we pray, my brothers and sisters, for a handful of things, if any of those things pertain to you or something else, go to him. Ask Him. Amen. Amen. So, Father, here we are. Your people, who are again called by the name of Jesus. Lord, Your church, Your body. Lord, we, we have gotten it wrong. We've made some mistakes. We've strayed. We've been distracted. But, Lord, I, I thank You for Your grace and Your love and Your mercy. Lord, not that we should take advantage of it or look at it in vain, but Lord, that we should come to you and say, thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. And now, Lord, where we've missed the mark or we've been distracted, I pray that you would help to fix our eyes. Give us the power, Holy Spirit, that we may fix our eyes on the only true and living God, Jesus. And Lord, as we're doing this, as we're walking whether we're young or old or somewhere in between, Lord, as we're walking, would you please, Lord, give us strength in our physical bodies? Lord, there are so many viruses and bacterias and there's so many things that are attacking your people. Lord, I know that you heal us from head to toe, that you in you is the power to heal. So, Lord, we're calling on your name to heal those who are sick and those who are suffering. Lord, in Jesus' name, would you please give them strength in their physical bodies. Lord, would you please give them joy in the middle of these challenges. Even though they don't feel it, Lord, help their unbelief. Help them to see it. Help them to understand that you are the true and living God. You are the Jehovah Rapha. And you will heal them in the name of Jesus. And Lord, for some of us who are maybe just a little bit disenchanted with some of the things that have happened in our lives and it won't allow us to give that last little bit that we are because we've either been hurt in church before or we counted on somebody or, or something that had to do with church and it never panned out. Lord, help us to not keep our eyes on the people, the preacher, but help us, Lord, to fix our eyes on You, 
where we will never be disappointed. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart, be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. God bless you, and I hope you all stay.